0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar, I'm for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast, the, the beautiful abode of Huey Fury. With me is his, his dad, Peter Fury, who made an even longer trip uh, to get here than me today. Uh, yeah, three hour journey.
1: Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, started a week, I've had a good rest and away we go again.
0: Great facility for Huey to, to live here but, and also to train because it's just everything's so convenient, it seems.
1: Well, it is. He's got 20 metres to the gym, so... there's definitely no excuses not putting the work in. I
0: hope he's never late.
1: Uh, no, he's not late. And uh, No, it's, uh, he's got a good facility. This is his living, this is what he does, so... he's, uh, he's got all of, all of the necessary tools to... Uh,
0: to get the maximum achievements. And you believe this is the, the perfect plot for both you and Savannah in terms of a, a fight camp, a fight mode kind of state of mind?
1: Yeah, it is, they know what they've got to do and uh, it is, it's uh, it's perfect for both of them. They both live, well, Savannah only really lives around the corner so she's only five minutes away anyway.
0: So it's, it works. So we know obviously both of them um, live on Sky Sports October 16th, um, they make their debut with Boxer as well. I do want to quickly just talk about that. I know we had a little catch up over Zoom a couple of weeks ago, but just get a little bit more in-depth answer about why you believe Boxer is the right home for both you and Savannah.
1: I think they can give, uh, well, I know they can give the the right attention and, um, you know, they've only got a select number of fighters, which uh, appeals to us. Um, And, uh, you know, they're going to do, they're saying all the right things. And so far, they're doing all the right things. So it's just about getting fights, getting the dates, pitching the opponents down and, and getting on with it. So it's more or less of a path because we know where we are, we know where we stand, it's better.
0: In terms of Hughie, obviously we know he's got Christian Hammer on October 16th, which he said to me just now, he definitely can't overlook because Hammer is an experienced guy, we know that. And it, you know, it, it's gonna be, he's still gonna have his hands full, let's say on October 16th. I'm sure you read it like that as well, Peter.
1: Yeah, there's nobody having an easy fight with him. I don't give anybody a hard time, so it's uh, it's, it's one of them. So, But these are the opponents he needs. Um, he needs a durable, decent opponents, so he's just up.
0: I know he's been in there with some of the top guys around now, and he's still a young man. He was a very young man when he when he boxed then. Why do you believe, perhaps, on fight night yet, it hasn't quite clicked for Huey, Peter?
1: Because it's all about... Uh, you know, certain things, basically it's all about experience, his age and the quality of the opponents he faced. You know, look, he's only dropped three. He's, he's dropped uh, a very uh, ambiguous decision to Parker, over 12 rounds for the world title. Uh, you know, he got caught in the Pulav fight, which ruined his chances completely. And, uh, you know, and he had a close fight with... Um, a Povetkin who was not over the ill or unjaded at the time you know, he fought, he fought a very very good Povetkin, so you know, where, where, where's he gone wrong he just hasn't done enough but he's, uh, he's come on from them so let, let's see, it's a different ball game today, so I'm looking forward to his uh, improvements.
0: And his last out against Marius Wack, I think even you said at the time he rushed his work at times, but did you see perhaps thorough improvements in that fight against Wack?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of improvements there Because he wasn't running around the ring He was, you know, he was coming, looking for whack uh, It was just a bit overkill early on You know, he was rushing his work So, you know, world-level boxing is not about rushing your work If anything, when you rush It's that same old adage, you know Only fools rush in and you get penalised on the world stage So, um, he'll pick up from that And, um, you know, you know he, all he's got to do is let his boxing do the talking Relax, put his shots together, you
0: know and do do what he does best. And you're assured we see a clinical performance come October 16th.
1: Well, I, I hope so. <laughs> you know, this is heavyweight boxing; anything can happen. But no, I'm happy with him, and uh, I think everybody will be silently surprised.
0: Okay, that's good to hear. I'm sure you have discussed with people at Boxer and Sky Sports about Huey's future. He obviously wants to get to the top, and he believes he was. I'm sure you do as well. But in terms of your short-term plan after Cristiano, because he's boxed at such a high level, where does he kind of go here, in your opinion?
1: Well, I just keep chipping away at the tree. Where can you go? All the titles are held up anyway. Mm. Everybody's fighting each other. So he's just got to start turning on and having good performances against good fighters. So um, I've not looked who's on the uh, agenda after, because I just don't do that. It's, It's bad luck anyway. You know, it's, it's almost like you're overlooking the, the man in front of you, which will never happen. For me, step by step, let's get rid of Hammer and uh, we'll have a look then. But the good thing is, he's active, he's on again in December, all being well with Hammer. So uh, we'll have a look for opponents and we'll get who we can get and uh, he's on again.
0: Okay, we'll we look forward to his out in October 16th as we do with Savannah. Uh, yeah. Just quickly tell me a little bit about our opponent coming the 16th, Peter, please
1: don't know much about her she's an African uh, she's unbeaten uh, she's tall as well which is a good thing I think she's probably the tallest Savannah's boxed so um, yeah good so like I said we don't know much about her she's got a good record let's, let's see I uh, see what she's about on 16th nice
0: little eight rounds bank today as well for Savannah
1: she's had eight rounds sparring yeah some very good sparring this morning and uh, yeah it's all good working hard and just putting their hands in.
0: And you've been assured from people at Boxer and Sky, this fight with Clarissa Shields will happen, Pete?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, they've done a deal with uh, Clarissa Shields, so, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a perfect scenario, and it will be a mega fight, that. Mm. And it's going to be a main event, you know, possibly on a pay-per-view as well.
0: And we'll see why you say Savannah is the hardin-, hardest-hitting female uh, boxer currently going.
1: 100% you know, Savannah has got three at least three more levels to go than what we've seen so it's exciting for Savannah, I just can't wait to get Savannah in there and just unleash her because
0: she's a serious talent How does she get on when she spars men?
1: They're pretty much the same, she spars a lot of men because there's not many, there's not many good women around when I say good, that's an understatement. I don't mean it like that. I mean somebody that can withhold the power and she can let her hands go and have full open spars with. Luckily, there's a girl here, she comes, she's called Cindy, she's very good. She's similar weight, strong, and she can't let her hands go. So we have uh, Cindy comes once a week. And then we've got um, a couple of middleweights who come as well. And they're obviously fellows. so... He has good open spasm.
0: How do you see that playing out? I'm sure you have visualised it in your mind that fight with Clarissa Shields. And, and how do you assess Clarissa as a fighter?
1: Well, Clarissa's a very good fighter and she's she has been in up to now with better opposition than Savannah has. But that's not any fault of Savannah's own. We can't get the fights, that's the issue with Savannah. But we will get them and uh, we're looking forward to it. No, Clarissa Shields needs a of respect. She's done what she says on the tin. So, you know, that's it. Um, but, I'm looking forward to that fight.
0: Mm. me and Savannah. How big is that for women? Well, obviously for just boxing in general, but as you said, it potentially could be a pay-per-view fight and it would be a women's uh, fight headlining a pay-per-view card, which to think a couple of years ago, you'd be called crazy to say that. How big is that fight?
1: I think it's massive because there's no, there's no hype needed. I know Clarissa talks her quite a bit, <laughs> but you know that's what she believes. But the thing is with Savannah, she one million percent believes that she can do a number on uh, on Clarissa anyway. So they both got that 100% belief that each one's got the other one's number. So it makes very interesting. You know, and uh, Savannah, she can't wait for that fight. You know, because uh, she feels, not just on the power through different things, but I'm not gonna talk about
0: that, but she's she's more than confident. Okay, well listen, best of luck to both Huey and Savannah in Newcastle October 16th, live on Sky Sports tune in Peter obviously it's a massive fight week um, this Saturday night Anthony Joshua defends his heavyweight belts against Oleksandr Usyk what do you think the the biggest problem is going to be for Anthony Joshua in there with Usyk
1: Um, Usyk's the real deal isn't he he's uh, these are you know Joshua's clever as well he's intelligent he'll know this is not nowhere near a gimme fight this is the toughest test he's had this is the best opponent he's faced in my opinion. So, its uh, I think it's gonna be a chess match early on. And um, I think Joshua just needs to get behind that jab and use his height. Be nice and light and fluid with his shots. And he's uh, just gotta box and see what happens. I think Usyk's got it all to do. Cause Usyk has gotta get on the inside. Cause if he stays on the outside and tries to outbox, outbox Joshua and pop in and out, that's not gonna work. You know, you, you can't really do that with a bigger man. You know, and uh, Joshua's not got, he's not slow. So that would only work against somebody who's like a plodder, you know. That's not mm. with Joshua, he's got fast combinations, hasn't he, and you know, he's got quick hands. So that's not gonna work for Usyk. Usyk has gotta somehow faint his angles and dart in, but when he's in, he's gotta stay in. And what I mean by that is he's gotta fire his shots, he's gotta rotate to the side and fire again. You know, he's gotta, he's gotta do 2nd phase attacks because he can't just get in and jump back out. Because that's, that's not going to work for him. So I think that's what Usyk needs to do. Joshua's just got to be contented and he's got to loosen his shots up and work on light combinations mm. and keep behind the jab.
0: Well, we've seen photos of Anthony Joshua going around. And he looks really trim. He looks like he's lost a lot of weight. So the game plan that you're referring to there, for Anthony seems, would, would seem logical considering the shape he's in at the moment. Yeah,
1: because they're intelligent. You know, he's got a good team around him. They know the boxing. And I'm quite sure they've studied it and realised, you know, again, only fools rush in. And you know Usyk? Usyk's a man coming in there 16-plus stone, very accurate. And he's got enough power to hurt Joshua for sure. We know Joshua can be hit as well. So he's got mm. enough power to do damage. Forget what a lot of the public say and all that. It's not correct. He, if he hits you, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna he's, he can cause problems. Mm. Plus he's got that extra weight as well. So um,
0: it's going to be very interesting. Do you think Oleksandr uh, Usik has the, the capabilities of doing that, what you were talking about, about getting close and, and kind of rotating and, and, and winning that way? I think
1: he has. He's got all the ability in the world. I don't know what their game plans are. Mm. I'm just see it, reading it as I would see it mm. and what Usyk would need to do. You know, if he's gonna if he thinks he's gonna bob around the ring and work on his jab and work on picking his shots all night, he's gonna lose anyway because he's coming into Joshua's backyard as a heavyweight champion. He knows he's gonna get it. So he'll know that. So he's gotta really he's gotta really like put his head down and, and basically take it into a fight, hasn't he? Mm. To do
0: any good. Do, do you see it as a 50-50 fight or not? Do you make Anthony a favourite?
1: I only make Anthony a favourite by um the, uh, the attributes, the tallness, the, the, the range, the boxing ability, if he sticks to that, keeps focused, you know, is Usyk gonna be able to bridge the gap? So I, I, I edge him on that, I edge him on the power as well. Because if, he's, if he does start connecting on um, Usyk, it's gonna have an effect. Mm. But the same, likewise. Uh, listen, I've got it 49% for Usyk, and fifty percent for uh, Joshua. There's only there's minute differences in it, but I edge Joshua for them reasons. But if uh, Usyk won, would it be an upset? Of course not. It's a level fight. This mm. nice to see as well. It's nice to see the fighters getting in there and taking on who is the best out there.
0: So it's good. Definitely, of course. We had that kind of COVID period, and then boxing changed a lot and, and it, the effects are still going on even though we're, we're we're out of this COVID situation now that we had a period where the best weren't fighting the best I mean that used to happen before anyways but it, it's still rare isn't it we get a, a fight like this where the best are fighting the best but it still doesn't happen enough does it Peter?
1: No a lot of it is um, it comes down to a money racket protecting the fighter you know and, and things like this you know, got to step up to the plate, haven't you? You know, if you want to, if you want to be a champion, and you're you're already the champion. You believe the best. Look, it's not about money anymore for the likes of AJ, is it? It's about legacy. You know, he wants to cement and say he's been in with the best, and you know you can't fault the fella on that because he has. Mm. He's fought whoever's been in line. So, and you know, to be fair to him, he's improved as well. So it's all. Um, it's all good, it would be a good fight anyway. Looking forward to it.
0: Definitely. But I suppose a lot of it comes down, obviously, to the business side of things, the politics side of things. Promoters, TV networks, and as fans, like I'm sure you are as well the sport. Yeah, yeah. It can get very frustrating at the time of being a boxing fan, can't it?
1: Well, you, did, you, you can just look at fights and see both men in the corner and you know who's gonna win. Hmm. There's no point looking at it. But me, personally, I don't look at fights like that. I see who's boxing who, and sometimes i will decide to watch it or not, because I know what the outcome is, before they've even started. That's how much mis- mismatched they are, you know. It's just somebody keeping them out, keeping him busy. Like I've always said, I understand with people learning coming up, uh, but, you know, we want to see more fighters get wet.
0: Now, obviously working in the business as you do, dealing with different promoters and, and different managers, it must be even more frustrating Terms of especially for your, for your guys as well. Um, how, how, how long do you think you want to go as a trainer, deer? Do, do you think, you know, in, in maybe five, ten years you just want to sail off into the sunset, or do you want to do this for a very long time? What's your kind of frame of mind you think about it?
1: You know, i in my 50s now, I think um, in all kinds of business. You know, I'd like to walk away in the next three years in, in my business interests and everything else because. You know, I'm getting on now, and um, I don't really see, you know, what's the point to keep banging the drum? But, you know, it's all about, I don't do boxing for money, do I, you know, so I do it because uh, my family's in it. Obviously, I've got Savannah and stuff. Mm. There's a few fighters up and coming. If I can help them and steer them on the right track, that's good, but I don't want to be, uh, no, I don't want to be doing this uh, forever. So I don't know what I'll be doing, the answer.
0: Uh-huh. But you, you still enjoy it, though?
1: I enjoy it, yeah, I'm not interested in the politics, I've got no time for any of that. But I do enjoy getting them ready, I enjoy the sparring, you know, on the basis of it, learning them different things and, you know, seeing it on the night. There's nothing like, when we, when we boil it down, there's nothing like the bell going and having a good performance. Yeah. That's, why, that's why we do it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess sometimes it can be worth the headache in the end.
1: Well, everything's an headache, you know, nothing comes easy. You know, being a whatever level you're on, you know, whether you've got no money, whether you've got a hundred million, whether you're a world champion, whatever you are, that person has got his own issues. Whatever it is, there is no perfect life for anybody. And if you want to achieve good things, you've got to work hard. You know, there's there's plenty of uh, you know life is life is like the sea, unpredictable. But it's how you roll with the waves, isn't it? It's what makes the person. And uh, for me, there's been plenty of waves. So, you know, we're still here, we're still cracking on. And uh, it's the right attitude, right mindset. Nothing's given. Nothing is given in life. People work hard, they sweat themselves, they do everything in camps. They, they think they've got the game plan right, they do everything they can, and then there's always that thing. Have I done enough? Have I missed something? Is it this? The concentration levels are on another level, are they? You know, so there's a lot to do. So it's, uh, but that's what makes the sport so interesting.
0: It, of course it does, but of course, as you said, what goes in, into camps and sometimes, you know, the business side of things, fighters not getting treated right and, and being promised things and, and not being delivered. When you're going through eight to 10-week camps, it's just a nightmare, really, in that camp and <coughs> stress and hard work. It, sometimes, yeah, it, I think it puts people off the sport.
1: Something to, sometimes things happen, which is no fault of anybody's, it's just how it, how it rolls, um, and like I said, you know it's not really it's just the way it is, but you know you've got to take negatives positives from all negatives, mm. so although he's not, although he's not been fighting although they've not been busy fighting, we've constantly been in the gym working anyway and working on different things, so you use that time for your benefit you've, that's what you've got to do, and you've just got to be patient and wait and look. I've always said, and I've maintained this, if you're good enough, you'll get there. Mm. No matter what the obstacle is, if you're good enough,
0: you'll have the opportunity. I suppose it's just about focusing on the things that you can control. Things going wrong or the headaches that are out of control are are there, but if you can take take a grab of the things you can control and do the best at that, then things will sort themselves out.
1: Well, they seem to do, and uh, the main thing for me is putting all the work in, covering every aspect, getting in that dressing room on fight day and enjoying it. That's the key. So, and that's where we are. Enjoy it, the sport, and let's get on with it and let the best man win.
0: How was it having uh, Dave Adam back in? Good, uh, he's, he's,
1: he's good company David and uh, it's nice to have him in the gym doing a bit and uh, it's good to see him back. He can do good things if he gets his head right.
0: Good work for Huey as well, last couple of weeks
1: with Dave. Good work, he's big, he's strong, he's coming forward. So um, and he's got some good skill sets. So he uh, yeah he presents some problems. He's 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 very good sparring and uh, like I said, it's brilliant to have him in the gym. Obviously, I've had Dave in the gym for many years in the past. He's he's boxed under me at one time, and uh, it's good to have him. It's good to have him in the gym.
0: Cash Kashani as well he's, he's, he's looking uh, like he can do some big things in heavyweight division. You've had him in for camp as well, haven't you, for here?
1: Yeah, he's talented. He's been in camp. He's coming back again. Um, you know. You can kids like this is good to have in the gym because they're all they're all nice lads as well, and they you know they know each other well from the past, mm. so it's uh, it's good to have them in the gym. Yeah, Cash is doing well.
0: Just Peter, I want to address a, a last topic before we close off. Um, I think it was last weekend, yeah, Oscar Valdez boxed, and before the fight, there was a lot of controversy whether the fight should happen or not because he, he failed for a substance that was banned, but the commission still letting box what were your thoughts on that situation I'm sure you saw it
1: you know all these cases you can't it's hard to comment on but it seems you know what's good for one is not good for another you know it's all over the place isn't it you know it's not it ain't good for the sport because it is what it is but you see a lot of it anyway you know some people can be harshly treated over nothing some people can do whatever they want and seem to walk off with it so mm. I just don't know to be honest with you I'm not really interested We've had bad experiences with all that shit anyway. So I just, uh, you know, like for us now, we get all the product from Applied Nutrition, everything's like rigorous, you know, so we're not prepared to give any, anybody a, a millimeter for an excuse, mm. because that's, uh, they've got draconian laws they have, so like I say, they seem to be very stringent here in the UK, but abroad, especially in America, it seems to be, not to not bother, are they?
0: Well, uh, there's a fighter named Cameron. I'm sure you've seen his case where uh, he he took a recreational drug. Uh, it wasn't a, a PED, and I think he still hasn't got his license back. It's been seven years. And you've got Oscar Valdez there, who fell for a PED and was allowed to box that same weekend. So you're right; it's all over the shop. There's no not one system governing everything. It's just it's like the wild west.
1: I think it's. Uh... You know, what, what can you say, everybody's got a job to do. I know though, over here they are very stringent and they, they look at everything. So, you know, I don't, I, I don't really know, I, I suppose every case is individual and every, every other case has got its own merit, So, it's hard really to comment, but for ordinary public looking at it across the board, they're seeing it as what I'm saying it is, like you said. It's like the wild west. It's, it's, somebody can do a murder and get away with it and somebody can take a recreational drug and get a three year ban or something. So that's the way, that's the way it looks to the public.
0: Well, literally, yeah, I mean, it's a very strong word that you said, murder, but God forbid, if someone was allowed to box and and they're banned for a a fell substance and the commission knew about it and and they're still allowed to box and their opponent, God forbid, got really hurt or even worse, then where does that leave the sport?
1: Anything's a possibility, but, you know, what can we do? I'm sure everybody's stringently tested you know through the training camps uh, you know the follow the ring when they have a fight so what more can be done i think over here in england i think it's 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 severe the testing's severe i think more or less we're talking of the broader scale abroad and in different countries like you know nevada or whatever i think you can get away with anything in nevada you know so that's where it seems to all be coming from so anybody's licensed over there can more or less do what they want yeah. I think when you're under a British Boxing Border Control license all the rear, it's a different ball game I think you've really I think they they can't be any more stringent than what they are
0: well they're literally knocking on here in Spanish doors every, like every second
1: uh, not every second no but they do come and do the testing, they do the bloods they do the water they do everything under the sun yeah. you know they arrived here just the other day at six in the morning you know, so, um, but it, it is what it is. Everybody's having, not just, it's not just you here in Savannah. Of course, yeah. You know, everybody's having. That's why I say, over here, it's strict. They're doing, to be honest, they're doing a good job. So, that's it. I, I don't think the problems are here. I think it's all uh, the governing bodies abroad.
0: Peter, just to, sorry to keep you, just one, one last uh, kind of topic I, I want to address. Yeah. As I said, um, we had that COVID period and, and boxing's kind of gone, gone weird. We, we know your thoughts on kind of the, the whole YouTube boxing thing, but we've seen more recently legends coming back in, into the sport. And we, you know, Riddick Bowe is, is targeting a date soon. Evander Holyfield just boxed and, and, and got stopped. It was very sad to see. Um, what's your whole thoughts on, on, on kind of old guys, legends of sport coming back?
1: Well, if it was like Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield in the 50s, I'd watch it. Because it, they're of they're of the same age, aren't they? Mm. And they've all done the similar achievements. Or you know, you know, Riddick Bowen and um, maybe somebody else. You know, all the world champ. All the, if, if some of the world champions want to face off against each other, then me personally, I don't agree with it, whatever it is. Because who's interested? We've seen these in the heyday. Mm. You know, what? Why do we want to see older guys doing it? You know, well I think. I was impressed with Mike Tyson's performance when he boxed uh, Jones, because he got himself in terrific shape, put himself through hell for that fight. But, um, and he had an exhibition. But, you know, if these want to get it on between them, I can understand, I, I can half understand it, but although I don't recommend it. But it likes of Field, he's fought this guy who's relatively unknown to boxing. I've never heard of him, I don't know who he is. Yeah, and you know, and look what's happened. So where does that get anybody? So I don't, I just don't agree with it and it's an internet boxing, I've got no interest in it at all.
0: Okay, what, what about the, the not a, an interest, but do you see a real issue with the internet guys fighting like the other internet guys, if they're just getting a, a, a kind of money out of the sport? Do you see an issue with
1: it? No, I think there's no issue with it at all. I think it's good, but for me, it, it needs to be labeled properly as white collar boxing. You know, it's ordinary lads off the street, or firemen, having a, having a contest. Anybody, if they love something and they want to get involved in it, fair enough. But let's put it this way. This is professional boxers that put their heart and soul in it. Yeah, They're in that gym, and it's a lonely world out there. Yeah, And they ain't doing it just because to get some clicks on a YouTube or whatever and be that type of famous. You're looking at world-level athletes doing a serious sport. So that's what I'm interested in. These don't fit into that category because they don't. And they're never going to fit into that category, and they're never going to—they're never going to beat, you know, current good world champions, are they? Let's have it right. So, you know, let them try against their own caliber. You know, not really. Look, in all walks of life, yeah, we've got good solicitors, we've got shit solicitors, we've got good boxers, we've got shit ones. Yeah. So, these YouTubers can box somebody like that, you know. But that's where it's, that's the end game isn't it? There's no future in it. So, yeah, but for me, no, it doesn't, uh, but I'm always into world level boxing. I'm not somebody to turn up at a show and uh, get a journeyman and say, right, let's box. You know, I'm not that enthusiastic. I'm into world level sport. So for me, through my eyes, it might be different because mm. uh, I look at it like that. I'm only interested in what fighters can achieve and getting them to the pinnacle of their careers. I'm not interested in uh, somebody who's mm. going to be a British champion or whatever. Well, that might be good for them, but I'm not interested in it.
0: What about a, a guy like Tommy Fury then, who's, who's fighting journeyman at the moment, but then it looks like this fight with Jake Paul is actually going to happen. What, how do you kind of, what's your feelings towards that?
1: Well, you know they, they can make a lot of money. So if it's good business, they make money. So, where can you earn a few million quid or anything up and down? You know, going uh, doing anything down the road. So if they can talk their way into a few quid, you know, it's harmless. He he's a beginner, isn't he? And the other one is on some level. So there's no problem for them, is he? Mm. But I that's not distinguish where we are. I'm talking about world level boxes here. Mm. Yeah. Not up-and-coming boxers and not YouTube. I'm on about YouTubers in with world-level athletes. There's a big difference that's, that's dangerous. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm not interested in it. I think wh- whoever fights whoever, they should be sticking to the YouTube thing, yeah, and having white collar fights. Because to put them on the stage on the world stage is different.
0: OK, well, listen, Peter, I really appreciate your time on IFL TV today. Um, safe journey back and also best of luck with uh, Huey and Savannah come October 16th live on Sky Sports. Is was, was there anything you'd like to add, Peter, before we close off? Anything to the people?
1: I think you've covered everything and uh, I hope they enjoy the fights. I'm looking forward to the, the, that big event. Um, that's it. We're just getting on. We're in camp now and I'm looking forward to October 16th.
0: So, we, Peter Fury, God bless you, and uh, as I said, appreciate your time.
1: God bless you all Thank you, mate.
0: Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social
1: Podcast Network.